our hands together and begin to love Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let's love Jesus. That's why you're here, isn't it? That's why you're here, isn't it, to love Jesus, to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why I'm here. I've come to lift him up. I've come to magnify his holy name. Ensemble, make your way to the platform. Let's worship the one true God. Whoo, glory to the Lord. Good to see all of you this evening. Shower out there. Yes. 
love to have a spiritual shower in here. Yes, yes. Amen. So, if you brought an umbrella, keep it closed. Because this shower needs to fall all over us. Let's worship the Lord in song tonight. Let's sing another song to him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll get it. You'll I got excited, it. Pastor, because I, <laughs> I feel like fighting. Hallelujah. Yeah, I do. And I will stand up and fight for my freedom. And I will stand up and take what belongs to me. And I will worship in my situation. And I will lift my hands, lift my voice, and declare.
another song to the Lord tonight. I appreciate you giving it your all. Let's continue to do so and worship the Lord our God.
more time. Put your hands together. Love Jesus tonight. So good to see you. You can return to your seats. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of activity going on this evening. Amen. I'm trying to fill out the Lord what to do about it, if anything. Amen. Continue to do your very best. Thank you. Focus on worshiping the Lord no matter what is going on around you. You'll be glad that you did. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Just give me a moment or two here. Yes, thank you. Amen. Let me smile a little bit here. Amen. Amen. Know that I'm just. Yes, Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Amen. Thank God that his promises are true. Amen. It may take a little while to manifest, but they will happen. Yes, amen. They will happen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. There are times to hit things head on. There's times just to wait on the Lord. Yes. Amen. I guess this is a time to wait on the Lord and to see what he will do. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. Feeling after him right now. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. Don't have to just sing all the time. Don't have to do this all the time. Sometimes it's good just to be still and know that he is God. Why don't we do that right now? Why don't we just take a moment, I'm going to put the mic down, and you just be still and reflect on who God is in your life. As you've been reflecting, is God really all that he can be in your life? Is he really everything he is in our life? Think about that for a moment. Amen. Brother Hillman is going to come and give some announcements. He's going to receive a tithe and half-shekel offering. What is a half-shekel offering? You see, let me, let me say something for those of you that may not have heard about the half-shekel offering. It's in the Old Testament. It was used to take care of the temple, the maintenance and everything that went on. It was the half-shekel offering. The tithes were used to support the Levitical priesthood, even after they retired. That's right. In today's modern church, however, we don't uh, see that. We think that tithing is all that we need to give. The Bible says in Malachi, you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. And so we use the half shekel to try to get you and I in a place that we can give as the Lord directs us. Amen. Amen. For many of us, not all, but for many of us in our half-shekel offering, if I may, very quietly and meekly, it's more than a dollar. There's no sacrifice in a dollar for many of us. 
Some of you have dollars worth of change lying around your house that you just throw in a drawer. Just think about it. I don't know why the Lord's bringing this up right now, but he is, and I'm going to follow him. Amen. The Bible is plain. You know, this morning I said, are we led? Am I led of the Spirit of God? Wow. Wow. I think we're going to hear several sermons tonight. That's what I'm feeling led. We're going to hear several sermons. There may be many sermons, sermons nonetheless. Peter gave the most powerful sermon on the day of Pentecost when he said, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, it probably didn't last a couple of minutes, but 3,000 souls were ahead of that day. Wow. Amen. Brother Hillman, are you ready? Now, I keep forgetting this. Remember, we're like, our minds are slipping away from us, okay? So let's work together. Let's work together. So in the mornings, especially when you get through with your tithes and offering, you say, Brother Scotty, character trait, you know. But because we didn't do it this morning, we're doing it tonight. So when you get through with that, you say, Brother Scotty, and he'll take it from there. All right, Lord bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. I want to start off with our announcements with our order of service. Now, can anybody tell the congregation what time Sunday school is on Sunday morning? Anybody? 10.30. Say it to yourself. 10.30. What time is our morning worship service? 11 o'clock. What time is our evening service? Six o'clock. But come early for prayer if all possible. On Wednesdays, what time is our night service? Seven o'clock. If possible, come early when where we can pray. So I just want to let everyone know what order of service that we have um, so everybody can be on the same sheet of music. So did I say... Did someone say what time Sunday school was again? 10.30. Okay. So we all know what our orders of service is through the week. Amen. So keep in mind our order, the services that we have through the week, all possible, try to make our services. And if you make our services, God will bless you. Sometimes you may be dealing with something in your life, and you think at home might help you overcome that. I want you to know if you come to the house of God, participate in the service of God, your problem could be solved. Amen. Amen. I know it's, it's hard for us sometimes, you know, to get up early, early on a Sunday morning and come to church and, and, you know, you had a rough Saturday, you had a rough, uh, rough Friday, it's, it's so hard to get up. But, um, man, 10, 1030, some people are already eating lunch around that time. So uh, we can make that effort to attend service, get up, attend service, and God, I'm sure, I, I know for sure God will bless you in our Sunday school classes. God will bless you. Amen. So come out. You can participate in it. You can ask questions. You can give your comments on the things that we, we talk about. So make an effort in trying to make our services on time where God can bless you because he will bless you in your effort. 
Amen. We know all the time services, some of you that have problems, it's hard to make it, but it's all possible. If you can, please make our services. Everybody know what time our services is now, right? Amen. Everybody know what the order of services through the week? Amen. Come out especially also this, this Wednesday to the house of God. I'm sure if you don't, you're going to miss a treat. Amen. So come out to the house of God and, and let us anticipate in the service and receive what God has for us. Because every service God has some specially for you, for you, for you, for you. God has something for every one of us. Anytime we return the house, we will come and worship the Lord. So please come to our services. Amen. We got the opportunity to come to church. Some churches don't have the opportunity. Some people don't have the opportunity. Some people just have one service a, a week, and that's it. But we're able to come here three times a week to worship God. Take advantage of that. Because we are living in the last days. Society care less about you going to church. So you make your effort in coming to church, and I'm telling you, God will bless you. And everybody want to be blessed. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, come October 6th, we're going to start our state conference, and we're going to have service here. Uh, we conducting the, the, the conference here at this church. Praise God. And our service will start October 6th at 7 p.m. Amen. Please come. Um, October 7th at 11.30 a.m., we're having a fellowship. And October uh, 7th also, the evening, we're having... Um, our PM service. So please attend those services. And also on the 8th at 1130 AM, we have an ACJC uh, Texas Minister and uh, Planning meeting. So those that's involved with that, please attend that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Also, we have an, a potluck here in uh, October 30th. That's going to be 5 PM in the afternoon. Keep that in mind. And those that would like to bring some, I believe our pastor made a list out there for you to sign and, and you to put down what you would like to bring for that particular uh, uh, fellowship that we're going to have. And also, the Fall Fest will be the next day, uh, October 31st. That will be uh, 5 p.m. And we planning on uh, having a ladies' retreat. That'll be sometime in October. If any sisters would like to be involved or, or, or would like to, you know, uh, attend that service and want to know any information pertaining to the ladies' retreat, please get with Sister White, amen, and she will explain that to you and wh whatever the case may also, be. Also, it's very important, ladies. Let us know so that we can put this thing together. Sister Christina Brown will be coordinating it with my wife's help. So please don't hesitate to text. Uh, call, do something. Hey, I, I'd like to have a retreat. I'd like to get together. It's important that you let them know. Amen. This time we're going to receive our offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Offerings that you would like to give to the Lord tonight, uh, tithes, whatever you may have, that you come up and, amen, render to the Lord what's due to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
after we see receive this offering, amen. Brother Scotty is going to come on down. So, Brother Scotty, it's on you. Praise the Lord, church. I said, praise the Lord, church. All right. Making sure everybody's here. All right. Um, tonight, I'm going to speak on a character trait. Um, the character trait I'm going to speak on is humble. Um, humble means to recognize my weakness and showing awareness as a little child that God and others are responsible for the accomplishments that are in my life. Um, if we kind of get a little deeper definition of the word humble, um, not proud or haughty, not arrogant, submission. It's a key word there, submission. Um, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6, Peter says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Peter is talking here, and he's talking to the early church that submission to the elders, our bishops and our pastors, and to one and to another, the fellow saints, requires us to be humble. Submission and humble, they go hand in hand. Um, God has made it very clear that pride is something that if we are not careful, can consume us all. Right. Making us vulnerable to failure. Uh, in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 16, speaks that pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. In the next verse, it says that we are reassured to be humble is the right path and the better path. It says better is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Those that are humble know that without God, they are nothing. They need God. It is the only way and that through him that we are able to achieve anything. We have to take the idea of self out of the equation. Everything that we are able to accomplish in life, that we are able to do in life, it is not from us but through God that we're able to make things happen, no matter how small or how big that they are. Humble people will point away from themselves and their accomplishments and point towards God and all that God has done for them, as well as those that he has put in their path to help them to achieve the will of God. Those people being teachers, uh, fellow saints that help them in the, in the times that they need prayer or assistance, even, even as small as changing a tire. Um, and also with pastors and bishops to make sure that we listen to their teaching and take heed to it so that we know that later on the things that we achieve, it's not just through us, but through what God has spoken to us through the man of God in order to make things happen. God gave us the best example of humility. He came down from heaven. He robed himself in flesh, suffered a great many embarrassing and humiliating things for us. Not only because he wanted to make himself out to be this great God that could handle anything, that can do this, that was capable of so much, but he truly did it because he loved you and me. He wanted us to have a way 
to salvation. He had wanted us to have a way to be closer with him. And by all means, he didn't have to go through what he did. He could have at any time stopped it from the very beginning. He suffered through these things because he wanted us to be able to have the power from on high to do these great things and to be able to achieve anything as long as we recognize that it's through him that we're able to do it. This should speak to us all to humble ourselves, to acknowledge that we owe all that we have accomplished to God, as well as to those that he has put in our lives, be it leaders, teachers, and fellow saints, as I said before. God will exalt the humble in due time, it says in Peter. That time will come on the glorious final day of judgment. On that day, the meek and the humble shall truly inherit the earth. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. Our ensemble can be seated. Praise the Lord. We're going to do something a little different tonight. You heard what, what Brother uh, Scotty just had to speak about. I had a message, but I think the message is not in line with what you're probably feeling tonight. But if you would, if you would pull up Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. I won't be before you long. I'm just going to read some scripture and expound upon it a little bit, and then the pastor's going to come on up and, and close this out. Kind of remind me of when we used to have our little round robins years ago. You see it? Do you see it because you have it on the screen, or do you see it because you have it? Bible reads, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. This is why he did it. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Leave that scripture up. You may be seated. The Lord just impressed, impressed upon me while I was sitting there. Sometimes we as a body of beliefs, well, let me tell you what the title of my message would have been if I would have preached what I had. And I don't know if you was ready to swallow this. The title of the message is, Hell is Calling Your Name. Hell is Calling Your Name. We as a body of believers, sometimes we get caught up in this world and in the cares of this world and the things that go on. And that we focus on things that really have no significance. And sometimes we like for the preacher to come up and, and to pump us up and to prod us and, and to let us to know that there's some good things that God has in store for us, which is true. For the word of God speaks of those good things, but really a preacher has a responsibility to do these things. Really, apostle has a responsibility to do that. A prophet has a responsibility to do that. 
A pastor and a teacher has a responsibility to do that. And the evangelist, even though they're supposed to go all over the place and make you feel good, their real responsibility is that. Because what good is life is good and you hear good messages all the time. It's something to make you feel good and you leave the house of God and you're still in your mother's grub. And you're still battling things that you need to battle when it was my responsibility or the person behind here's responsibility to do this. We are here for the perfecting of the saints. And it is our requirement to perfect you to be able to stand in the evil day like Pastor talked about this morning. Because if you're not ready for what's to come, what is the point in you receiving what you get every time you walk into the house of God? perfecting for us to have you complete in God so that you know the word of God from cover to cover, not just all the good things that happen because I'm born again, but I need to understand that there's some bad things that happen because I'm born again. You see, we misinterpret what suffer means. When you look at Paul and you read throughout the Gospels, you, uh, the Gospels and the Word of God and the Epistles, when they talk about suffering, they're talking about, right after they say something about suffer, they say you should be happy about it. But we, we don't understand that our suffering is to perfect us. <laughs> this is it for the work of the ministry. Hit that, it's about to go up, brother. For the work of the ministry and, ministry and for what? For perfecting and edifying the body of Christ. What would you prefer? That I pat you on your back? Or that if I tell you you're living a sinful life and you might be going to hell. But I know what the word says to get you out of that hell. Amen. So the next time somebody gets up here and preaches trying to preach you out of hell and, and get you in a place in a relationship with God to save your soul, you should be shouting. Because that's the real shouting message. That's the message that'll save your soul. That's the message that'll pluck you. In the, I'm about to get out of the way. But the Bible says that hell hath enlarged itself. Why do you think hell has enlarged itself? Because we're some foolish people. It was made for the devil and the demons and the angels that were cast out of hell. But we choose to live the way we want to live. And do what we want to do. And we wonder why we go through what we go through. I'm just trying to perfect you. And I'm quite sure he will. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Leave that scripture up there, please. I think it ties right in with the way I'm feeling because there's a strange spirit here tonight. And even though we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, we do wrestle with the spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm not ignorant of when you sense rebellion. And rebellion is not of God. In fact, if you want to study it out, stubbornness and rebellion is idolatry and witchcraft. Humility 
We face things and we have the apostles. Go to the first scripture, please. We have this so that we can understand how to submit ourselves to the Word of God. You can't submit yourself to the Word of God. You're not going to submit yourself to the ministry of God. Neither are you submitted to God. Amen. We're staying on this course. I appreciate what Brother Scotty brought out. It's beautiful. Too many times people are saying, I, I did this, and I do this, and I have this ministry, and I pray for this individual. Who am I? It is God that doeth the works. I have found that when you pray, whether you're the only one praying or not, and you want to share that testimony, you need to say, we pray for that individual, and God raised them up. amazing how the anointing of God will come in the preaching when it lacks in the music. There could be nothing happening in the music. You're responding, you're doing your best, but you're not feeling it. If you're honest, you're not feeling it. But when the preached word begins to come forth and the Almighty begins to move in the preached word, there is something quick, sharp, and powerful about it. The question is, in today's society, especially the apostolic world, people of God don't want to hear it. They want to do their thing, their way, and still go to heaven. The Bible says God gave. God gave. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers, and what we fail to understand, that can be various individuals in the church that the apostle approves. It doesn't matter what your gifts are, and I'm going to get to my message maybe in a minute. It doesn't matter what you got, what you've done. If you're not willing to wait and let your ministry make room for itself, you are out of order. You cannot go here and there, up and down, left and right. One day you submit, and the next day you don't. One day you're ready to serve, and the next day you don't. Something's wrong with that picture, and it's because you're not allowing the suffering. The Bible says he learned obedience and humbled himself. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It may get me in trouble. I never heard Jesus one time say, I'm humble. Not one time. Not one time. Not one time. This church is going somewhere, but we're going to have to fight through some stuff. We're going to have to endure some stuff. We have fought before. I preached a message that I'm a dragon slayer. That hadn't changed. I'm a little older, a little grayer, about the same weight, same height, same truth, preached the same way. It's just a matter of waiting on God because when the spirits realize they're not going to intimidate me, no matter how nice I may seem or how whatever you want to call me, when I get this mic and the anointing gets on me, if God tells me to say something, I'm going to say it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. You know something? God 
We'll build this church up again, even if he has to take a nucleus, that our people are ready to be supportive and get a hold of the Word of God and support the ministry of God, not just with their mouth, not just because they want to do something, not because they want a place, not because they want to whatever, but because they want God to move in their life. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I believe the Word of God. I believe every bit of it. And I believe the Word of God where it talks about me submitting my body's a living sacrifice. But I don't think we really know, even though it's been taught, what true holiness really is. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be reading in Abaca. I'm going to take Brother David Brown's text. And I'm going to go to a place. And no telling what I'm going to say from then. But I appreciate Brother Scotty, Brother Phillips, and what they had to say. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you want this church to be what you know it's capable of, you're going to have to fight for it. I may be a little old and I get a little tired, but there's still plenty of fight. Habakkuk chapter 3. This is very familiar, Brother David. You did an excellent job the other day. By the way, we're going to have practiced hands of praise this coming Sunday. So I believe that Isabel McFadden and some others, maybe Erica, I don't know who all is involved with that, but let's get together and let's be sure Wednesday night we contact folks with that. Amen. But I think Isabel McFadden is wanting to get involved with that. So let's help her out. Even Sister Kylie, I don't see her. But let's all work together. 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon high places to chief singers on my string instruments. You may be seated. Three points I'm going to make very quickly tonight. This is something that. This fell on my heart. I, I didn't know which way to go, whether to preach, whether Brother Phillips to preach. But this is something that I felt led, and it's working out the way that I envisioned it to. Listen to me carefully. I am. I have. And will be. Disenchanted with circumstances. When things are hard. When things are dry. When services are not flowing like it's capable of flowing. Where the music and the people are going through the motion because of a spirit that has come in to cause distractions and get you more in your own weariness, in your own thought, than focusing on the Lord. I get disenchanted with that. 
that's difficult to deal with. To look out and see people that I know that need a touch from heaven. And they're just there. And I'm glad they're just there. But God doesn't want you just there. He wants you alive. Not just in a shell. Not just mouthing the words. But making a joyful noise from your heart. And getting excited for you the opportunity to sing. I get disenchanted with circumstances. My wife going through all that she's going through. Others that seem to be here for a season, instead of getting in and getting with it and being a help, they become a hindrance. And the next thing you know, we're not good enough for them, or this isn't going right, and they leave. They walk away. I get disenchanted with that, going somewhere. I'm being honest with you because you do too. You get weary with that. You question that. You wonder what in the world is going on. I have and I am and will be disappointed with people. People that have the ability in God. People that I know have been called and placed in certain places in the body. And yet they will not, not fulfill that calling. They will not do what I know God has placed them to do. For whatever reason, I get disappointed with that. I have, I am. And I will be, and so do you. You get disappointed with things and others in your life. I have, I am, and will be dissatisfied with myself. If you're at a place where you don't think you can do better, something's wrong with you. If you don't think you can improve, something's wrong with you. So there are times in the past, in the present, and in the future where I'm going to be plumb dissatisfied with me. I'm going to be disappointed with me. I am going to be displeased with me. And I'm going to say, I've got to get it together. I have got to do what I know God has called me to do. Whether it's flowing. Or it's not flowing. Whether I feel it or I don't feel it. Amen. All the things that I just said, the circumstances in life, you have them. <laughs> don't look at me like a blank stare, like you don't know what I'm talking about. You, you, you've got them now and you'll have them in the morning. And you get disenchanted with that. You begin to wonder, and Brother Philip said it well, being born again brings these things. doesn't take them away. It brings these things. And I'm going to say something else. I think this is pertinent. Do you know who God will use to see whether or not you really will submit and humble yourself? You know who will who you use? You're looking at him. Because I'll ask you to do some things that you may not want to do. And if you don't do them, It's because you're not ready to submit. And wherever you go, I hope you're listening, whatever you do, until you are willing to submit to the person of authority in your life, you will never accomplish anything in God. I have learned that from a young man 
in LaPorte, Texas. I submitted to my pastor there. And whatever he wanted, it didn't matter whether I agreed, liked it, or whatever, I submitted to him. And now I submit to Bishop. I don't always uh, like everything he says. I may not even agree with everything he says. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If he tells me something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with a smile. And I'm going to have his back. And I'm going to back him up. Because you cannot be exalted until you first abase yourself. And you will not do that. I won't do that. But God will do it with the men of God. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And that is the problem with so many things in life. Adults, young people, churches. It's the problem is you won't let God humble you. The Apostle Paul had the same human spirit you and I have. But he was given much more abundant revelation than you and I. And so God said, okay, Paul, you won't do it on your own. So I'm going to take this thorn. And I'm going to put it in your flesh. And no matter what you pray, no matter how many times you pray, it's staying in your flesh. And that was to keep him in a place of humility. The more God does for you, the more he'll keep you on your face. And the day you don't let him do that is the day you're going down. I don't mean going down to humility. Do you understand that one person can be all these offices that we read? Amen. Or he can call on others that may have one of those offices, even though he may have them all. But it's for the perfecting, the maturity. Till we all come into the unity of faith, and that is the difficult thing. Because everybody wants to believe what they want to believe. This is not necessary. I'm going somewhere. I don't have to do that. I don't believe it's Bible. Okay? Just for speaking's sake. Let's say that you're right. But it's not against Scripture. And I ask you to do it. <laughs> Obedience is better than sacrifice. So if I'm asking you to do something, whether you think it's Bible or not, if it's not against Scripture, you owe it to your own soul salvation to submit. Amen. Some of you, bless your heart, you are involved in things you know better. You know better. You've heard it. You know it's wrong. That is the pride in the book of Proverbs and the haughty spirit 
there's one thing to continue knowing, and there's another thing of continuing and then being revealed you quit. I don't know what the next few services will hold. And I'm already there, honey. I love you. But I'm going to say this again, and some of you, but I want to make it well known here. Well known. When people come here, be careful what you say. You're dealing with a soul. No one here on these chairs must give an account but me. Let me deal with it as God directs me. Don't get in a hurry. I'm trying with the Lord's help because only he can build the house. To allow God. Can I use you, George? I sure appreciate you cutting the grass. You do a good job. He loves you cutting the grass. I remember when you first came. I was pretty gentle with you. And look at you now. And then others I may not be so gentle with. And so whoever you are, whatever this word is coming, if it's hitting you, you ought to receive it. Begin to say, thank God that my pastor had enough gumption of the Holy Ghost to tell me like it is. Let me see if there's any visitors here. No. All right. You know, when I was coming up in the Lord, over 40 years, I came in. I didn't know hardly anything. Nothing. Still got a lot to learn. But it's amazing to me that whatever my pastor said, I did. I would let him tell me how to dress if he wanted to. He could even tell me what tie to wear. I'd do it. He could even tell me what color shoes to wear. I'd do it. If I didn't have them, I'd go buy them. I remember a time that I went to preach for Brother Powell. Man, he's a good man. He gave me my first chance. First chance to preach a revival. Do you know in his church, in his, if you preach for him, you couldn't wear anything but a white shirt. You say, well, that's crazy. No, it's not crazy at all. Because if the pastor wants me to do something to preach at his church, he is my pastor. And what difference does it make the color shirt that I'm wearing? If he wants white, I wear white. If he wants orange, I wear orange. I'm going somewhere. If your pastor says no, that's what it should be. There should be no questions asked. Tell me why you're saying no. Why do I have to tell you why? If I say yes, you never ask me why you're saying yes. No, you didn't hear that. If you ask me something, I said, sure, yes. I say one word, yes. I never hear you say, well, why are you saying yes? Has anybody ever asked me, why are you saying yes? 
But it's amazing to me I can say no, and you want me to explain everything to you. What is the difference? The difference is where your spirit is, where your heart is, there's your treasure also. And you see, it kind of stuck on me. But I'm not saying that Brother Phillips couldn't wear that nice shirt he's got on and that beautiful tie. No, I didn't say that. Just as long as he wears one. But you see, it kind of stuck on me because I'm an old dog. And because this is the way I came in. This is the way I came in. And so I cannot, I will not. Deviate from it because it's a landmark. It's a landmark. Do you understand me? That's a nice yellow shirt. Beautiful tie that goes with it. What is that? Lavender? But it's beautiful. It could even be pink. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? The point is, if we want to be exalted, we first need to understand, what is it that you want me to do? Do this. Don't do that. Let me just say this to my dear brother right here that I love and appreciate him. He looks nice. And I have advised him that he's going to begin with Brother Lewis taking up the offerings, alternating. And when it's his turn, he's going to wear a tie. You know what he told me? He said, I don't want to do that. I said, too bad. That's what you're doing. I'm not saying you're going to want to do the things I ask you. I'm not saying you're going to understand when I say no. Neither do I understand when God tells me no. And I have found out he doesn't give me an explanation. So quit looking for one, wondering why I don't, and just accept the fact that God is dealing with me to say no. Because I can be disenchanted. I could be disappointed. I could be dissatisfied with myself, with you, with circumstances, but never with God. Never have I been disenchanted with God. Never have I been dissatisfied with God. Never have I been disappointed with God. So don't tie your disenchantments, your dissatisfactions, your disappointments to God. A lot of them is because for some reason, in many cases, we're not submitting. Did I hear you say exactly? He's getting more vocal by the moment that his future wife is coming. I love the service tonight. Because we had three different speakers, really four. 
Brother Hillman exhorted about Sunday school. Sunday school, may I, may, may I thank you. I didn't hear anybody give a remission, but I'm stepping in. Sunday school, we allow you, but it's never designed for you to give your opinions. Sunday school is designed for you to be taught by the instructor. That's why I've learned the hard way. When I'm doing Bible studies or I'm doing sermons, I don't let you raise. You can raise your hand all you want to, but you're never going to speak. Because it will cause confusion because you may ask something or question something that is not timely for that. And now we've got others that may be immature, not understanding, that can be destroyed because of that. So I've learned. I've learned when I gave Bible studies, unless it was a one-on-one type thing. By the way, we're having a business meeting after the morning service on September the 18th about finances for those that want to attend. And even though I'm going to open up the floor for you, I may not be the one that will be conducting the meeting because I, I know there will be a lot of opinions. We all have them, don't we? But the only one that matters, and it's not an opinion, is the Word of God. Amen. I am through preaching, but I exhort you tonight by what we've heard, all of us that have preached, make up your mind tonight. Make up your mind tonight. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to be more consistent, more faithful, more submissive, more obedient than I've ever been in my life, whether I understand it or not. Can I go a step farther? I am not allowing my feelings to be hurt anymore. I'm a child of God, and I can turn unpleasant circumstances into what is good for me. God is a great God. He loves you all. Your ministry, your ministry, whatever it is, will make room for itself. You don't have to pry the door open. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord help you receive this word that you've heard from three different speakers and even the exhortation about service times. It's important. You've also heard the state conference coming up. Remember on Wednesdays, we'll sing, worship, and clean. Business meeting for those that are involved Friday, 5 p.m., Sister Erica, I don't see Sister Kylie. I'm sure she's around somewhere. Get a hold of Isabel McFadden. Find out what we're doing so that we can start Sunday afternoon with hands of praise. The only thing I ask, whatever song we're going to use, give it to me as quickly as possible so I can preview it, okay? Everybody put a smile on your face. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to go to everyone right now. 
and you're going to force a smile, or you're going to cause me to preach again. See, see, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. See, you didn't want me to preach anymore, and that's why you smiled. It's amazing how we can smile, isn't it? Try that in the face of adversity and see what it will do for you. You're dismissing the fear of